Hey everyone, thank you all for joining us for the next episode of the Planting Wealth Podcast. My name is Stephen Allred. I am the founder of Ignite Financial and we created this podcast for people who don't really want to read all of the blog posts out there. We want to provide a behavioral side of finance so that you guys can realize that it's not just about the math. The great part about financial planning is that when the math works out, everything is great. The downside is that if you focus too much on the math, then you'll end up in a position that you don't really enjoy. And that's what we're going to talk about today. This is going to be a pretty short podcast compared to the others. It's probably going to be about three to five minutes long, maybe give or take a few minutes. How what I said before ties in is that I announced on Twitter the other day that me and my fiance are in the looking or in the running for a new apartment. We're trying to cut down on our costs, but still expand so that I can have home office so I can work from home and meet clients that way. And one of my good friends said, wait, a financial advisor that's renting instead of buying? And my response to that was, yeah, but buying a home is not on our list of financial priorities at this moment. To which he said something that's profound and something that I believe is so amazing for him to know at such a young age, which is people don't put a dollar amount on mobility, agility, and the financial priorities. What that means to me is that maybe the math makes sense to buy a home, let it appreciate, then go out, sell it, take the capital gains, uh, put it into an exchange to buy another home so that it's a tax-free gain or use the money to fund a child's education or to fund building a new home or to fund vacation for our own. There are so many ways to use the money, but at the same time, my fiance and I, we're getting married in October. We have no idea where we're going to be in one year, in two years, in three years. I am a young professional. I am a young firm owner, but I built this company so that it can be operated from anywhere. Back when I was in college, I started a financial consulting firm for small businesses and young entrepreneurs. And that mission or my vision for that company was to be able to operate a financial consulting firm from the beach if I wanted to. Not saying that I want to, but if I wanted to. So that's how I built my firm. And that type of mobility allows my fiance to be able to move wherever she wants to go for her job or for her career. And that to me is paramount. That to me trumps buying a home, having to sit still, thinking that, oh, wait, if it only appreciates a little bit and we decide to move, oh, no, like we have to sit here and we have to deal with having a home and renting it if we don't want to live here and then dealing with the property management after that or selling it super quickly because we're trying to get out and move to another place. For us, it just makes sense to rent. But studies have come out to find that in a lot of major metropolitan areas, we're in Atlanta, so in a lot of major metro areas, it takes sometimes up to seven years, even 10 years for you to really realize the gains from home ownership over renting. Since we don't even know if we're gonna be in the South, not to mention Atlanta, for the next seven, 10, 15, 20 years, we just want to live our life according to our priorities and home ownership until we settle down, have a few kids, really decide where we want to be. 
we, we just prefer to have that mobility. We prefer to sign a lease for an apartment. And then in six months, if we have to leave and move to San Diego, which is my dream city, or New York, which we've talked about before, we don't have all that hassle to do that. And that's something that I feel very strongly about because the way that I do financial planning for clients, it's about more of their priorities and their goals and the weight of each goal. So yeah, homeownership is a goal of ours, but it's not a higher goal than paying down student debt or saving up for her car since it's almost 20 years old or paying off my car payment or paying off any credit card payments or building my company. So all of these things rank way higher on home ownership. And so even though the math may not make sense, what does make sense is that our quality of life is where we want it to be. Can you imagine for a second owning a home, your wife or your husband gets a job, it's a dream job, but you feel like you can't take it because if you do that, you will lose money on the home. Maybe you're underwater from the financial crisis almost 10 years ago. Maybe you bought the home on 10% down and it still hasn't appreciated enough yet or it's depreciated and so you're underwater, but you can't do it. You can't leave. You can't chase a dream job. You can't do any of these things without losing money, closing costs, renting it out. Even with Airbnb, you got to pay a cleaning service to come after every stay which if you are stuck in that situation, that is an option that I would present to you for you to get income, but not have to necessarily worry about a property manager. If you are in that situation and you don't want to Airbnb and you would like to rent it out instead to a family or to college students or to an individual, I'd recommend a company called Rented. They are a property management solution that they find the property managers for you all of their property managers, from what I know, are vetted. And so if that is a concern of yours, then they can handle it. Back to the point at hand. I want you to think about all of the things that you do that strap you down. Buying a new car, BMW, Mercedes, Lexus, to look nice. Yeah, you look amazing, but people rarely realize that I think it's something like 95% of a car's lifetime is spent standing still. If you look at from a from a strictly time basis, if you look at how long you park it at work, which is eight hours at night when you go to bed, which can be eight hours, definitely 16 hours a day, your car is sitting still. So why buy a super expensive car if it's not for something that you need it for? I understand some high end real estate people need a Cadillac. They need something that's really nice that says status that proves that they are successful. Me, I have a Toyota Corolla. It's a new Toyota Corolla, but it's still a Toyota Corolla because in my eyes, if a client were to look at me and say, why don't you drive a nicer car? You should be more successful. I'll say it wasn't really on my financial priorities. I'd rather save the payments of a BMW to a Corolla. The difference in those two, I'd rather save that into an emergency fund. Or I'd rather save that into buying a house. But just the money from taking status symbol purchases can really weigh on your opportunities. And I heard one time someone said that debt is the real golden handcuffs. What that means to me is that when you have debt, you can't do all the things that you would like to do. My fiance just graduated from grad school. Her student loan debts will hamper 
her and now my once we get married and we combine all of our assets and liabilities it'll hamper our flexibility i have student loans those will hamper my flexibility so when i look up and i say southwest is doing a great deal on flights it's one of their flash sales let's go to las vegas for the weekend no big deal it'll be about 700 bucks for a round trip or actually less if it's one of those southwest deals where they sell things for like 15 dollars. but 700 bucks for a weekend let's do it well we have student loan payments so we can't do that but someone who may not have those debt obligations can easily say oh i'm just going to divert a few dollars from my savings or from my checking account and yeah let's go hang out in vegas for a weekend have some fun and then come back we we don't have that ability to do that my parents on the other hand they went to abu dhabi for a weekend because they do have that kind of flexibility where they can take advantage of deals like that where they pay next to nothing to fly to an amazing place go there for three nights come back it was a great experience <laughs> and so that's where buying experiences is way more valuable than buying particular items the weird thing about that is when you buy a home when you buy an expensive car when you buy a cell phone on a leasing plan all of those things are taken away from money that you could otherwise divert to buying an experience. Speaking of, Hamilton, they're about to do their off-Broadway shows. Now, while Aaron and I have expected this, so we are actively looking to save for that, what would it look like if we had a nice checking account because we weren't paying student loans or because we weren't paying a car payment or if we had a home because we weren't paying a mortgage or paying taxes or paying homeowner's insurance or paying all of these extra things or paying for a water heater to be replaced? What if we were to just say, oh, we have an extra few hundred dollars here. Let's get great seats at Hamilton when it comes to Atlanta. Wouldn't that be a great, great thing? Wouldn't that be more valuable than driving a BMW? These are just things that I want you to think about when it comes to, hey, am I making financial planning decisions based off of math? Or if I'm making it based off of what I want my quality of life to be. Because when you combine the two, that's when you're making smart financial decisions. When you're doing things that are actually on your financial priorities list or one of your financial goals are going to lead you in that general direction. But you're also doing it from a math standpoint, which is something like if you want to retire in 40 years, the best asset allocation is probably one that you're comfortable with. The numbers will tell you, yeah, be super risky. You know, you have all this time. But if you aren't comfortable with risk in your investment profile, then it's not a good fit for you because you're going to be sweating bullets every time the market goes crazy. So always try to combine the math with the life that you want. And that will lead you to your financial goals. And that's something that we do with our clients. We call ourselves a financial GPS for a reason because we know where they want to be. And once we determine where they want to be, then we can do the math to get there. All right, guys, I want to thank you all for joining us today. I really appreciate it. We are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. We need to set up Stitcher, maybe get to Spotify, PodBay, those types of things so that you guys are able to enjoy us on all platforms and mediums. If you wouldn't mind and you like what we're saying, which not saying that you do, but let's say that you like what we're saying. Would you please rate us, leave a comment? 
tell us what we could do better. We check those things brand new. So we are looking forward to getting better at this, to putting forth good content, to possibly doing interviews with people, not necessarily influencers, but with people who have great stories to tell. You guys have a great rest of the week. I hope you guys are enjoying the weather wherever you are. It is extremely hot in Atlanta, but we're having a ball. We're riding with the windows down, and I hope you enjoyed National Ice Cream Day. We're on a diet where we don't have a lot of sugar in it, but we definitely broke our diet down to go visit Jenny's Ice Cream and kind of pig out on a waffle cone, two double scoops, and just kind of have some fun that day. Thank you.